Welcome to the Iron Table Talk, featuring powerful and amazing women who inspires and empowers, and she speaks wellness. Iron sharpen iron, as one woman sharpens another. It's Linda Coleman, you know, praise God for this part too. Uh, I, you know, I really enjoyed our first interview because we talked so much about your uh, miraculous testimony and I had to kind of allow this interview, uh, the interview prior just to end because I wanted it to stay just there because of the powerful uh, conversation that we had before. So therefore I had to bring you back for this part too. So I thank you again for, uh, for joining me. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, uh, Pastor Sonia, for uh, letting God use you and being obedient to him uh, in bringing me back. I had a feeling that the first interview would, would ter- take a different turn, uh, <laughs> but to uh, God be the glory if it has been a blessing or has helped someone to uh, hold on a little while longer, hold on and see what the end is going to be for their life and what God is uh, prepared for them. Amen. Amen. Woman of God, one of the things that I want to remind us both is just allow God to flow. You know, I, I want to make sure that people have an understanding about the true move of God and how God will do through, uh, do things through them. And so to not allow life just to stagnate them, but then just to continue on. Tell us a little bit about one, about who you are, in the first uh, interview, you may have talked a little bit about it, but just give us a, just a few little nuggets about who you are and then go ahead and talk about what the title of your book mean. Okay. All right. Uh, Linda Coleman, born and raised in Austin, Texas. Uh, first and foremost, I am a, a daughter, a sister, a aunt, a godmother, um, and I'm a visual artist. I love to to paint. I'm a poet. And above all, I'm a servant of God. And my call is a prophet of God for the Lord Jesus Christ being his mouthpiece. But I'm also a mentor. And I also provide uh, social services uh, to at-risk youth and runaways. And overall, uh creative professional and entrepreneur. That's powerful that you provide uh, supports for those uh, young people because our young people need it so badly. Um, I mean, we really need some mentors to direct our fam. I mean, to direct our youth uh, so badly. So I'm so glad to hear about that. Um, your title, the title of, of your book, um, tell us what the title is and also what does that title mean? How did you arrive at that title? Uh, well, the title of the book is called Rise Above It All, and I uh, got the title from the poem that I wrote, Rise Above, uh, and in that poem, it talks of really the, the meat of it is just persevering in spite of everything that you've uh, been faced, dealing with obstacles, trials, tribulations, heartbreaks, hurts, you still... Uh, if you have breath in your body, you still have an opportunity to rise above. So I said to myself, the the words that kept ringing in my spirit is rise above it all. 
Mm. We're going to have to do that. We're going to have to be able to rise above it all to truly uh, walk in the anointing that God has bestowed upon our life, uh, to walk in our full authority in him. We'll have to be able to uh, lay aside every weight and sin that so easily besets us. So we're going to have to rise above. It has to be a, a gut check time, uh, uh, crawling inside yourself and deal with those things that are holding you back. What the things that you need to be healed from, delivered from, so you can be a blessing and help others. As you were talking um, about the about the name of your book and and what it all means, I just want to I just want to do a pause right quick. If there was somebody listening to us right now, I want you to speak into that person's right now as you're looking at a person. Just put an image of a person's face in front of you, and give them a message right now. I would say you are not a mistake. You are a miracle. You have purpose for your life. You are not an accident. The things that you see are real. The enemy is trying to talk you out of your blessing, talk you out of the mandate that God has for you. You may not realize what it is, but I encourage you to get in the face of God and believe God's word, what God says about you and get away from people that try to belittle you, get away from people that try to bring up your negative past to try to keep you uh, in bondage and truly seek God for yourself because God has so much more for you. And don't let the enemy trick you out of your miracles, trick you out of your blessings, uh, trick you out of uh, awesome life that God has for you if you seek him. The word of God says that uh, he'll give us the desires of our heart if our ways please him. So ask God, ask the Lord, what ways that you need to correct that if you correct it, it will please him and you will get the desires of your heart. As you were talking and um, it, it really pierces my heart because a lot of times people, especially now, just need to be told that somebody cares about them. People need to be told that, yes, things can get bad, but it's but you still can endure. And I hear from, you know, from what you're saying about, you know, how we need to motivate people that to not give up. And I believe that right now people need to hear to not to not give up, to not give up. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. From the from the when you started writing a book and I, and I have to give uh, an idea, you have to give me an imagery as to how that it all came about. I believe in the last uh, interview, I was talking about how did it get from the head to the pencil, to the paper, from the mind to the pencil, to the paper, where did it start in the mind that it made it to the paper? Um, I had to uh, find an outlet to deal with my uh, morning, dealing, 
with my grief and the loss of my father and then uh, the loss of my sister. And so with them dying so so close together, I had to find the outlet for me. Um, there's always a strong person in the family that everyone, when, when things happen, everyone looks to that person to be strong. So uh, with my dad, it seems as though I had to put my uh, mourning on hold to handle the affairs of uh, putting together the homegoing celebration, uh, handling his affairs, um, picking out the casket, taking the suit, because I didn't want my mother to have to deal with that. Um, so I took it upon myself to do that for my mother. God called me to be the strong one. And it's not always easy being the strong one. And so I just... Uh, just just went straight ahead and said, okay, I have to take care of this. Even in the midst of a loss, this business still has to be taken care of. And so I, in putting my morning on hold, took care of business, and then I needed an outlet. And then to have my sister uh, pass away battling uh, adult leukemia and going back and forth and making sure I would keep my that I kept my promise to her and her promise was, that I made to her was that I would be by her side to the end, no matter what. And the promise that she made me make to her is that I will not uh, uh, counsel my very, very first uh, community event. So I was able to keep my promise to her. And then I was able to keep uh, the promise that I made that I would be there no matter what. So writing was an outlet for me to where I can take all these emotions that I'm feeling, the different stages of grief. You have your anger, you have your denial, you have your your hurt, just different cycles of, of the grieving process. I had to have an outlet. Yes, I'm a, a painter, but I didn't have a desire to paint. Um, I had a desire to write, and so I just wrote what I felt. And then a lot of poetry came out of the experience. I'm glad you talked a little bit about your grief because one of the programs that um, that God has put into my heart is called She Speaks Wellness. And the whole purpose of it is to um, help educate and to bring awareness uh, and for people to heal, to have the resources, the tools, the strategies in their hands as they're dealing with, you know, emotional issues. And so I'm so glad that you talked a little bit about your grief because uh, one of the things we want to make people understand that, yes, there is loss. Yes, there is grief. And and grieving is okay. But there are there is a process. There's a process and that people will go through it. But then it, it uh, you were talking about some of the strategies that you used, which is through your through your writing, which allowed you to kind of release some of the things that you may have been going through. And I think a lot of times people will always say we're the stronger ones, you know. I think we hear that quite a bit, but I'm so glad that you talked a little bit about that grief uh, because people need to understand, yes, you go through hardships. People will go through hardships, but then you also show them this is a strategy that I had to use in order to address your grieving process. So I'm so I'm thankful that you that you mentioned that that you mentioned that. What are some of the things that you learned, you know, about writing a book? 
Uh, I'm not a book writer. Um, but what have what are some of the things that you have learned when you started writing this book about yourself? Let's start with about yourself first. Oh, I learned in writing. <laughs> so yeah, I learned that I have a vivid imagination. I, I learned that, okay, I <laughs> put these words together and it actually makes sense. And this can actually help someone because sometimes when you're jotting stuff down, it's a rough draft. You don't, you, you might not like it. You know, there's so many times uh, it was uh, papers balled up like, oh, I don't like that. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> and then I go back and look at it. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Okay. This this may be a blessing. Uh, mm-hmm. One, I'm writing it for myself. It doesn't seem like it's working just to get my frustration out, uh, my anger out, my hurt out. And so to go back and reflect like, okay, at the time when you're writing, you, you, you're, you're doing it to help you, but then it's a blessing to go back and read it and it ministers to you on a whole nother level to where you're so vulnerable to where you don't want to keep it to yourself. Like, okay, wow, this this helped me in one of my darkest hours and my darkest times. So now I can share this so it can help someone else come out of their their dark time. So I've learned to, through my writings, I learned to be vulnerable. And who, was a, who, who was the first one that you shared the book with before you actually took it in order for it to be printed or... Uh... Who who did you share it with first? I shared it with uh, my mother first, I believe, and then I shared it with uh, a longtime a friend that was actually uh, she's a writer of over uh, thirty books, and I shared it with her. She's like, "Wow, you got the gift!" I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, <laughs> okay." And I shared it with uh, I shared it with uh, my godmother, okay. and so. Uh, you know, and then for them to say, wow, the anointing is so throughout these, throughout these pages, throughout these words that you can't keep this to yourself. One of the things that I want to ask you, uh, because I know you're in the ministry and from our conversations, the first conversation and now this conversation, um, there's a lot that happens to us in leadership, what have been, I guess, two or three key things that you can tell someone who has a calling in their lives, um, but they may be facing some difficulties, but you still stuck and you still stuck. And and, and when I say uh, stuck, I'm talking about being steadfast, that you did not allow things to move you. What would you tell somebody what would you tell somebody hmm. that has a call on their life and they're and being- that they're maybe going through going through certain situations, okay. especially now because there's a lot of uh, one of the things that um, that we're seeing now is there's so many people leaving leaving out of the ministry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And maybe when I'm saying ministry, I'm you know I, maybe the title or whatever. But some, sometimes people have lost their way, 
mm-hmm. uh, because of the hardships on, on leadership. So mm-hmm. what would be some of the things that you could help motivate someone that may be going through some of that? I would definitely tell them to uh, take a pause, take a step back and reflect and uh, and get before God and ask God for direction. The word of God says that a good man's steps is ordered by the Lord and it's okay to take a pause. Don't let anybody rush you uh, when you need to be healed, when you need to recover. Uh, we like to push up, speak for me, I have to make myself do self-care because we always want to help. We're always pouring out, pouring out. But sometimes you have to pause to reflect, look back on everything to see, okay, how did I get here? Uh, Own up to your mistakes, uh, but don't be uh, bound by them and try to correct the things that that uh, you feel as though that you need to need to correct, but also too, it's okay to take a pause. And I think a lot of people are so in a hurry to go to the next thing or the next project instead of taking pause to reflect on what has happened, um, what has transpired with its relationships, whether you burnt out, whether you experienced betrayal, whether you. Uh, experiencing disappointments whatever that is it is okay to take a pause and if you need time to heal give yourself time to heal and if god needs to do some work on you if god needs to do some surgery on you let god do it and when god needs to do surgery on you uh just like in the natural when you are going into surgery if you've ever been under the knife everybody is not in the operating room Mm -hmm. god is going to operate on you certain people cannot be there Mm -hmm. when god is cutting on you when god is doing surgery Mm -hmm. he's cutting he's you know he's doing surgery the lord being the chief physician god knows how to cut and when god cuts it's an even cut and when you cut straight it can mend properly when we try to cut stuff, it may end up being jagged. And it's kind of hard to give do stitches on something that's jagged, zigzag lines. But when God does a cut, it's a straight cut. So it can mend. And so a lot of times, a lot of people don't want to deal with that going into surgery and let God cut on them, let God minister to them, let God work on them. So they jump to the next thing. They jump to the next project. Uh, they start another ministry instead of dealing with that inner hurt and letting God do the surgery that needs to be done and then go through the healing process. So even after you come out of surgery and then you go into rehabilitation, just like in a natural, when you're going through rehabilitation, everybody can't be in there. So you can heal. Mm. Yes, you just said, oh, uh, you said a mouthful. You already you said a mouthful already. Oh, about the cutting, about mm-hmm. the cutting, and and you're the only one that can be there. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Glory be to God, and that God is going to cut with precision. Mm-hmm. I mean, with uh, I mean with excellence in the right way. And you said not jagged, 
Mm -hmm. Oh, but with preciseness. Thank you, Jesus. And only you can be there. Oh, there's nobody else that can be there with you. To God be the glory. And I'm hoping people can hear. I hope I hope that's a word right there. That's that's a that's a preached word right there, because people need to understand that. Uh, yes, you're going to be bruised. Yes, you're going to be cut. But God is not going to allow you to bleed, bleed, mm -hmm. to not bleed. Yes, you're going to bleed, but you won't die. Let me just say it that way. Yes. You're going you're going to bleed, but you yes. will not die. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That's good. That's that's good. That's good. So what's the next step for you? What where do you what do you see yourself going? We're you know, we are, we're coming towards the end of 2021. We're getting ready to end enter into 2022. And it's and it's just uh time has passed by so quickly. But what is it? What are, what do you what is your next step? Whew, my next step, I definitely want to uh re-release uh, these two books may be cons consolidated make it one book and then add the story behind uh, the poem you know you get a lot of poetry books and stuff like that and you just have the poem but I want to do something different and add the, the story what birthed the poem so I, I think I'm going to work on that uh, I also like to take uh, pictures uh, photography so um I think I'll probably like do some more photography work. And then also too, the word of God says in Deuteronomy 8, 18, I'm paraphrasing, he has given us the ability to obtain the wealth. So seeking God on what gift that he wants me to focus on that will bring in the wealth, not just for me, but mm -hmm. uh, for, for other people and definitely continue to work with the youth artists so they can create an atmosphere for them to make money selling their art right now. I want to continue to do that. Um, just a lot of, just a lot of different things. I've been, uh, people have come to me and want me to, you know, do a, a podcast on a regular basis. And I'm like, well, maybe I need to do my own podcast. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so, so yes. I'm, <laughs> yes. So, yes. So I'm, so I'm, so I'm considering, you know, either partnering, with maybe one or two people to be a guest um, on their podcast, but then also starting my own and uh, just being open to what God uh, is, is, is saying uh, in this season, stepping out into a new uh, territory. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, yeah. So mm -hmm. I, might have to, I might have to go into the operating room so God can cut on me some more. Oh, that's, that's, that's the only way that you can grow because you don't want to become stagnant. That's right. You know, and the thing about it is, uh, you know, I'm so happy about what you're talking about because we all have to grow and, and, and allow God to push us to another place and a season in our lives because it's, you know, another place and a, and a season. And each season we grow, each season we learn more about ourselves and not only ourselves, but in others. And, and also get closer relationship with God. And so right now, can you go ahead and do a little bit uh, of your poem? I, I, uh, I, I, you know what? I want to, I want to hear it. <laughs> I want, 
I want to hear it the way that you wrote it <laughs> with the emotions behind it and everything. Don't leave nothing. Don't leave nothing out. Oh, wow. With the emotions. <laughs> don't leave nothing. Don't leave nothing. Don't hold back. Wow. Okay. I've never had anyone request. Oh, yeah. To, to do it that way. I'm, to the very no, depths. Yes. Oh, just read it. and then No. Yeah. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. You go, you go to the place. You go to the place when it got from the head to the paper. You took the pen and you put it on paper. Wow. Give the, the full meaning, the full meaning of what was written mm. and from the pain that it was written from. We want to hear it. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Let me. Whew. Wow. Okay. Ooh, give me a minute here. Wow. Okay. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Amen. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mm, Jesus. Thank you. Okay. Mm. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> Rise above. Keep fighting and always try. Rise above the questions of why. It may never go away but I need some relief, rise above this grief. Just a few times I wish life would be fair, rise above these feelings of despair. Start killing those things that are killing me, rise above those things so I can be free. It seems like less sun and more rain, rise above this heartache and pain. For my life, believe that God knows best. Rise above love being east and I'm west. To the natural eye, it's not all what it seems. Rise above the thoughts of lost dreams. To capitalize on lifetime chances, rise above all these circumstances. Rise above. Rise above. Rise, rise above. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I thank God for you, woman of God, for allowing him to use you to, uh, for allowing him to walk, to work through you because you are an oracle or vessel that's being used by God during this time and this season. And always remember this, every time you touch somebody, you're touching a thousand. Every time you read your poem, you're maybe reading it to one, but you're touching a thousand. You read it today but just reminded you're reaching a thousand those thousands can be somebody that may be in hurt those thousands may be people who have gone through grief but we have to be reminded that as long as god has us here on this earth we are a vessel that's being used by god to give him all of the glory and all of the praise. 
And Isaiah, I believe is 44 and three. And it says, I will pour out my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thy offspring. Think about the seed that you just have been planted. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. This seed, he'll pour out his spirit upon thy seed, thy seed, thy seed. And so the when you're talking about that this poem, there's going to be a, a, an additional or an addendum or something that goes along with it. The seed, the spirit has been poured upon the seed, the seed. And now it's going to be a blessing upon thy offspring. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. To God be the glory. I thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. And again, I thank you so much, Prophetess Coleman. I thank you for your transparency. I thank you for what you're doing. I'm asking God that he will continue to pour over you. Matter of fact, let me pray for you right now. In the name of Jesus, Father God, I ask right now in the name of Jesus, I ask bountiful blessings over prophetess Coleman right now in the name of Jesus all that she has done and all that she will do father God it will be to give you the glory and all of the praise father God you have given her dreams you've been given her visions father father God put in her hands father give her the wisdom Lord to understand what she must do during this time not what she's going to do but what she must do what she must do, what she's been ordained to do during this time in this season. And Father God, let nothing come in her way to give hindrance, Lord, but put her around people, Father God, that will speak a word into her, that will continue to encourage her, to continue to press her to go forward. So we thank you for what you're going to do in Prophetess Coleman's life. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. She Speaks Wellness. Depression rates in the United States has tripled when the pandemic and now it is at its worst. Individuals may experience difficult emotions such as helplessness, frustration, anger, fear, guilt, and sadness. And sometimes during brief periods, these feelings are normal. Self-help solution for reducing symptoms of depression. Of course, prayer then exercise, and then also nutritional needs, and sometimes counseling. But how can we support someone? We must be compassionate listeners, encouraging the person to get help, provide whatever assistance a person may need, and pitch in when it is needed. Some of the main numbers to call is SAMHSA National Helpline, which is 1-800-662-HELP, contact your local mental health authority, or you can check your insurance for mental health support. This is the She Speaks Moment. Join us next time for another episode of Iron Table Talk, where we empower to inspire. Iron, sharpen iron as one woman sharpens another.